What's up, creeps? Welcome to a brand new Brain Stew Top 5. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. <laughs> oh, God. I'm B-Ratty. I, I told you not to do that before we started recording. The oh, face God. you're making is the one that Mr. Dink makes and Doug. Very expensive, Doug. Do you remember when you sent that picture of your brother Christopher? <laughs> I can't find that shit anywhere. That was the funniest fucking oh, picture. God, I wish I still had that. You know what you sound like, though, to me? And you look like when you make the, the face when you're squinting your eyes. You look like from A Christmas Story, Scott Fuckus, when he's getting the shit beat mm-hmm. out of him by Ralphie. Mm-hmm. Be ready. He's crying like his little eyes out. Little bitch. But ladies and gentlemen, we are here, a brand new episode, and we're finally doing this. I know we're a little late because we're already, as of this recording, uh, at the end of January, but we're going to be talking about our top five most anticipated horror movies of 2023. You know what actually fucked me up is that as I was making this list, I was like, yeah, cool. I definitely got to put this one on. And I was like, oh, that just came out. So it can't be really most anticipated if it's already out. It could, it could be whatever you wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, but you guys are dicks and you would have gave me shit. You'd be like, bro, yeah. that's already yeah, out. That's... That came out. Actually, one of well, one of the, the movies came out <laughs> literally today. I think it was Candyland. That I was like, yeah. I was checking out. I was like, you know, this one looks like it's going to be fucking rad and like different. And uh, I was like, oh shit, it came out today. Cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I mean, you and I, Jeremy, we already talked about M3 again, which kicked off the M3 again. In style, in terms of the horror genre, doing extremely well. Uh, it looks like it just made, uh, as of right now, ninety fucking million dollars. So that's pretty fucking amazing for right. the horror genre. And so that's, that's what we're going to be doing here. I mean, uh, we already had a couple other horror movies come out as well. Uh, I always keep fucking it up, but Skinny Marink, mm. which. I had the opportunity to see last week, and I'm not going to talk about it on the show tonight because we don't have enough time for that, ladies and gentlemen. No. And no one else on the show saw it. So. Okay, we didn't have to put that part in. That's all right. And, and, and God damn it. See, that's the other problem. They don't even have the song ah, in the fucking movie. What the fuck? But it's been stuck in my head ever since I went to see it because after that, Danielle has been walking around the house singing it. Mm. Jeremy, wasn't there a song that was stuck in your head pre show? What a wicked thing to do to make me dream of you and I don't want to fall in love with you. Damn. With you. Okay, there it was. Fucking Chris it wouldn't Isaac. be an episode of this show if you didn't sing in it. Yeah. yeah I've, that's, I've, been, that's, been told, that's been told to me on numerous occasions. Well, so. I, I dig that maybe some people like it. I'm sure there's other people that are like, I hate that motherfucker. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop singing, bitch. <laughs> Dude, you know I, the person listening to this episode when that happens goes fuck he knows god finally he at least he knows <laughs> <laughs> why is he still doing it shut up already <laughs> that's why we love you jeremy but we went as well cut the fat and get right into this shit yeah and brady we're gonna start with you my friend oh wow big surprise yeah because um, you're a little bitch well, so yeah, that's okay. right. So you're number okay. five most anticipated like, horror movie. Looking like Gary Potter out here, round ass glasses. I see you, dog. I like his. I like his new glasses. Yeah, I think they're fine. You know, I like to be able to see. So maybe you can shut the fuck up. Damn. Um, <laughs> my number five 
is uh, based on a book by one of my favorite modern horror authors, Paul Tremblay, and it's actually coming out early next month, and it's Knock at the Cabin, which is the new M. Night film, uh, which I'm excited about because I think it's really cool that- You got to say uh, his full name. M. Night Shalimalima Ding Dong. There it is. Let's see if you can say it correctly, though. M. Night uh, Shyamalan? Yeah, there you go. You wow, right. yeah, look at that. I watch movies. I saw Signs. Um, so, <laughs> 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 anyways, uh, it's basically a home invasion story. Uh, the couple, Andrew and Eric, and their daughter, Wen, go out to the family cabin, just trying to get away from the city. Uh, while they're there, they are approached and invaded by a group of people that seem to be in a cult. I don't want to give too much away, but eventually when they break into the house, they give them the option that like you have to make a decision that's going to end with someone dead, but and that's how like you have to save the world. Like the world, things are going to happen. The world's going to end unless you do this. And so it becomes a story of their family, their past. Um, M. Knight went out and said that he changed the third act, so I'm kind of interested to see how that goes, having read the book. Of course he did. He's got to put the Shyamalama ding-dong twist on it, dude. Looks really great. Dave Bautista's in it. Um, love him. Jonathan Groff is in it. Really love him. Rupert Grint is in it. So, like, it's got a pretty pretty good cast. I'm, I'm excited for it. So, number five for me is Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, it looks pretty exciting to me, actually. And, and I know that Shyamalan is very hit or miss, usually miss for most people. Um, but honestly, the fact that Dave Batista is in it and he looks so fucking good in yeah, it, like yeah. definitely has me excited. And I didn't even tell Jeremy this. I didn't even actually invite him, but we have mm. the invitation to see it early a week from today on Tuesday. And I said I would go. So if Jeremy wants to go, he can go with me. Oh, well, since you're just keeping um, secrets, I'm going to opt to not go because you're a secret keeper and I don't like that. I forgot. I forgot, honestly. I honestly forgot about the movie until Brady just brought it up. Um, so I just watched Glass Onion recently. And I literally, while watching it, was like, why are there those weird brain wrinkles on Batista's head? Oh, yeah, the age-old question. Well, I, yeah. I Googled it. It's a medical condition. Him and Terry Crews both have that, because I was like, yo, what is that? <laughs> and so I fucking Googled that shit. It's a medical condition. Dude, his character in the book is terrifying, so I'm excited to see what he does with it. He's, an Im- He's been killing it. He was fantastic in Glass oh, He Onion. was incredible. Dude, he was probably by far and away my favorite character in that do you think he's gonna have a better like uh after wrestling career than john cena did yeah i mean john cena's still doing stuff i'm gonna say yes you think because he's starting i I would would say wait and see i mean cena's doing really well he was really good in peacemaker he was great in the suicide squad but he hasn't really i haven't seen him in anything else Minus the the last Fast and Furious movie where I was extremely impressed. I mean, he's done some stu- stuff that I thought was good, but it looks like in terms of a dramatic actor with heft, I mean, I'm leaning more towards Batista, or at least range, I should say. I mean, dude, he was in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. You know, he's doing all these really big movies with these prestigious directors where John Cena is just kind of doing, I'm not saying low, lower level stuff, but you know, um, he just seems more interesting to me as an actor. Yeah, but moving along, your pick, Brady, to Jeremy for your number five. So I struggled because I really didn't want to put this on my my list, but morbid curiosity because I do have an adoration for this franchise. My number five is Scream Six. Wow, you actually fucking included it. I think you're going to, dude. I didn't expect that teaser trailer. That teaser trailer got me, man. It looked really good 
I loved the vibe and the tone and, and kind of the ominous feeling in the subway station with the lights flickering. And I think New York can be a setting that's really creepy and effective for the Scream franchise. So, I again, I, I really enjoyed the first half of Scream 5 and then I hated the rest of it. Uh, and it kind of ruined it for me. So, I was like, oh man, fuck a Scream 6. And then I saw the teaser trailer and I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. Um, I, I do, I love the original, you know, the sequels, I've, I've watched all of them, so of course I'm on board for this, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do. If, if this is not better than Scream 5, um, Five Cream, Five Cream, I, I would be lying if I was like, I'm out, I'll never watch another one again, I'll watch as many of these as they make, uh, eventually when they go direct, direct to DVD, I'll start watch, I'll watch those too, I'll watch every single one they ever make, but, if they don't knock this one out of the park, then it's going to be one of those things that I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Just keep making them, but whatever. So, but yeah, yeah I, I am looking forward to this one. Uh, Scream 6 in the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great pick, man. I like, I'm actually didn't know it'd be on there. Really happy. I didn't want it to be on there. I tried really hard. <laughs> I tried really hard to not put it on there. And I'm like, dude. God damn it. I, I mean, I do I do want to see this. You ain't got to lie, Jeremy. You ain't got to lie. I appreciate it. It's you're you're being vulnerable. Okay? I, I mean I dude, Brady even he's wearing his scream shirt right now. Oh, Brady. He is. wore it just for this Brady occasion. Is. Just yeah, yeah, to yeah, influence. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy's like, I would not. I was be about to say, that. bitch, I'm wearing a predator shirt. What's up? Okay. What's up? <clears throat> it's not a competition. What's That's up? All right. I'm wearing an idle hands hoodie and a black Christmas shirt. What's I'm better up? than both of you. Agreed. You are. All right. All right, so my number five is something I doubt will be on either of your lists, but who knows? I could be wrong. All right, From Chris much. McKay, starring Nicholas Holt and the god of acting himself, Nicholas Cage, it's Renfield, the upcoming take on Dracula, horror comedy. Poor Renfield, played by Nicholas Holt, has grown tired of his boss, Count Dracula, and he's trying to get away from him. And it looks like a really fun spin on the Count Dracula Renfield relationship. Uh, visually, it looks a hell of a lot like what we do in the shadows, uh, the show, not the movie, um, which I love both, but I really, really love the show. And it just looks like a blast of a time. Great action sequences and cool kills and just looks really funny. I mean, the only thing that I'm disappointed about is that they actually released the amount of screen time that Nicolas Cage has as Dracula, and apparently it's not much, and I'm oh. kind of bummed out about that. But hey, listen, I mean, people say you can never get too much of a good thing. It's entirely possible you could, because he could overtake the entire movie, which is what I was hoping for in the first place. But it's the movie's not called Dracula, it's called Renfield, so I'll take whatever I can get. I mean... Cage, much like Brendan Fraser right now, is having a renaissance in terms of his career resurgence. And I'm just glad to see him, you know, popping up in a really big, fun horror comedy like this. So Renfield for me, every time I watch the trailer, looks like a fucking blast. I cannot wait for it. So yeah, that's my number five. Gives me big uh, what we do in the shadows vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. It feels like it. And I'm totally down. Oh, that yeah. Way. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can just go along to mine. Um Four for yeah. me was Renfield. Go ahead, Brady. Actually. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, you know, uh, Justin, you, you summed it up. But yeah, it just, I don't know. Like, I boohooed it a lot, especially in the group, because I just, I don't know. I, I didn't feel Nick Cage as Dracula. And I think it's because I was so used to 
uh, Bela Lugosi and, and Gary Oldman. And that's kind of the vibe that I always associate Dracula with, a more serious role. Um, so you but, don't like Christopher Lee? Uh, no, Christopher Lee can suck a dick. Um, Whoa. Yeah, oh my God. Here's it. Brady again, pissing off the majority of our listeners. To, oh my God. First, Doug Bradley, now Christopher Lee. Hope, they what can is suck wrong each with other's you? Dicks, okay? That's what they can do. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with me. That's my opinion, and my opinion matters to me, and that that's all that really matters. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, when I saw the trailer, I said, okay, this is a completely different type of movie than I was expecting, and I got excited for it because, like I said, it, it made me think of what we do in the shadows, and I think they've done that so well with bringing the that feel and vibe and style to the vampire story making it something new and creative and, and still funny um so i'm excited i think it, it will give nick cage the the space to move and do what he does best and that's just be wacky and zany um even if he's not going to be the focal point he'll be chewing a lot of scenes. oh yeah so i'm excited for that number four renfield Awesome. Nice. So right back to you, Jeremy, for your number four. So I'm a big fan of, of really wonky, over-the-top horror films. Um, really liked Psycho Goreman. You know, Turbo Kid was my shit. I love movies that push the envelopes and, and get a little little hokey, but they know exactly what kind of movie they're making, much like Hobo with a Shotgun did. So with Hobo with a Shotgun, my segue is, I know where you're going. Director of Hobo with a Shotgun's next film, Kids vs. Aliens. Um, dude, I want to see this fucking movie so bad. I've got a story about it, but uh, I want to see this movie so fucking bad. I love Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, I love Jason Eisner's uh, VHS 2 segment. It was fucking amazing. I just think he's a really, really talented filmmaker, and I love his visual style. And the moment that I saw the trailer with these young kids that are just cursing up a storm and there's just all of this green goo and fucking alien chaos like the the plot of the movie is an all-time rager of a teen house party turns into terror when aliens attack forcing two warring siblings to band together survive the night that sounds like it was written directly for me because that's what i want to fucking it does yeah that's what i want to see so bad so when Justin and I went to uh, get a picture in a wine bottle um, signed by Kurt Russell, they were showing Kids vs. Aliens like literally right down the street from where we were. And Jason Eisner was in attendance, man. So I, I printed some posters out. I bought my tickets. I was ready to go. And I ended up getting the worst fucking migraine ever mm. at that wine event. Like by the... like. And it's because, like, all of my adrenaline shot in the very beginning of the day when I pulled up and I saw Kurt Russell standing by himself and, like, I grabbed my shit to get autographed. And, like, it was, like, all of my adrenaline and exhaustion from leaving at fucking, like, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever time I left. Like, it culminated and I got a brutal, brutal fucking migraine. So, like, I opted, like, you know what? The screening isn't even until 9 o'clock tonight. It was, like, fucking 5 so I was like, dude, I'm going to have to wait four hours, and then it's an hour and a half movie, I'm sure, and then I'm going to have to drive back home three and a half hours, and I was like, nah, I can't. There was no way you were going to There was no it. way, dude. My head was pounding. So I just fucking, I, I took the L, man. I, I drove home, but it it hurt knowing, like, damn, that could have been my only chance to meet Jason Eisner, and I really want to see this movie, but uh, that's all right. 
I'll see it, and maybe I'll meet Jason Eisner another time, but I'm really looking forward to this movie. Nice. It looks great. And uh, also, I never even realized, because I'm a massive fan of 80s and 90s wrestling, that he's the director of the Dark Side of the Ring series, which is fucking brilliant. He, he, like, one of his big passions is, like, wrestling, and, like, specifically old-school WWF. Like, that is his shit. So it's, it's cool that he's out there, like, Getting dream projects like doing rock, uh, wrestling documentaries. Wrestling. Yeah, fan- wrestling. Fantastic series. I can't wait to see the movie as well. And I've uh, been working on trying to get a screener. So we'll Hell see what yeah! happen here soon. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, oh, but uh, my number four is a movie that I know Jeremy's excited about. And I assume will be probably showing up on his list later. If it's not, I will be absolutely shocked. What person in the world does not want to see a movie about a bear sniffing cocaine and killing people? It looks absolutely fucking insane. What a blast. It's the perfect family mm-hmm. movie. And it's also helmed by Elizabeth Banks. So, I mean, it looks like it's got a lot going for it. My only issue at this point is I've seen the trailer so many times in the theater. And it is one of those trailers that a lot of movie files fucking bitch about. It shows almost the entire movie yep. from start to finish in the trailer. Yep. Like literally plot beats. Okay, this is when it starts. This is like near the ending and the climax. And I get it. That's where we're at. Um but and this is inspired by true events. I tried to look up the true events that occurred in 1985. Uh, apparently, a bear got into some cocaine and some crazy shit happened. Um, but Phil and Lord, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, that directed Into the Spider Verse, produced it, and it just looks super violent, looks super hilarious, and like literally like a great popcorn flick that everyone can enjoy. So I had to put it on my list. Hey, whatever happened? Is she still doing the um, the Invisible Woman? Has there been anything along with that? I'm pretty sure that's done. I think all that's pretty sure it's not happening. I think all that that initial plans of rebooting the entire Universal MonsterVerse is like done. Yeah, we'll we'll probably get some one-offs and shit like that. But like their big plan of like an overarching connecting universe, I think that's done. We heard. I mean, Lee Winnell had already left The Wolfman, starring Ryan Gosling, and did they make that movie? They haven't made the movie. Not, they, they there was apparently like a another director coming in. I forget who it was. I think it was a good director. I, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. But I was super excited for that because I love Gosling. He's one of my favorite actors, and I loved The Invisible Man so much. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last week on the review of Megan. It but, was um, you know. Derek uh, Dianfrance. Okay, from you didn't butcher that. Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. Oh shit! That's a fucking that movie's great fantastic. Movie, yeah. 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 All right, if, well, if it's a still, if it's a CGI werewolf, I'm out, dude. And him and Gosling have had movies together, yeah. so they're good. Yeah. No, I I agree as well. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was like you know the last Wolfman remake that Joe Johnston did, where it's like CGI if it has to run and jump all over the place. But if it's just like standing shots and close ups, like you got to do the makeup, you have to yeah. do it. Otherwise, it and it needs to look like a fucking wolf, yeah. not like a human bear looking. Uh-huh. I don't even know. But there we are. All right, moving on here. Brady, we're already down. I know. To number three. <laughs> this Holy list shit. was actually a lot tougher than I thought because was, I, initially going into it, I didn't think that there was going to be a, a lot that was coming out because we had such, I thought, like a great year for horror last year. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that we're going to have that much coming out. Like maybe it'll be the year to kind of like take off and, and regroup. But no, nah, like it got really tough in my top three. Um, and uh, so for number three, I had to go with um, a movie that was supposed to come out last year. 
I know that all of us here on the podcast are excited for it, and it is Lee Cronin's Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely excited for this one. I will say I was a little disappointed with the trailer. Uh, was not a huge fan of it, but I'm still excited to see it because it's the Evil Dead, and everybody knows that I love all those movies except uh, Evil Dead 2. Um, so, oh you know, we don't have to talk Freddy's about that. Freddy's just this, making enemies it, out here. In the fifth Evil Dead film, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. I liked how you said the word thrusting. Thrusting sounded bu- and busting. Thrusting, busting, Justin. I tell you what, <laughs> an old thrusting, thrusting, Justin. Here we go, man. Thrusting, Justin. Uh, ex- Get her done. Excellent choice. Uh, yeah. Sans yes, yes, the yes. Uh, Evil Dead Two remark. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't necessarily have anything against the Evil Dead Two, except that it's one of my least favorite horror movies out there. Jeez. Um, but. One of these days, we're just going to do a full retrospective on it and force you to watch it again, and then we can literally sit here and destroy you verbally the entire time, and our listeners will enjoy it. So let's let's bring Doug Bradley on for that. I can talk to him at the same time too. Wrong franchise, bro. That's yeah, all shit. Um, so <laughs> I don't. I can't say anything else about this movie now because I'm just going to get fucking killed. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I do love the Evil Dead franchise. All things aside, and uh, I don't know, it just it. I like the idea of it being in like high rise apartments. I think that's going to be really fucking cool. Um, any kid in danger is super fantastic to me. So I love the fact that like they're playing on this mom is going to like harm her children. Um, for me personally, uh, you know, my mom threw a knife at my head when I was young. So like this one is like, whoo, hits home. Uh, so <laughs> I think like, watching, based on a true story, you yeah, can relate. Watching the trailer, I was like, all right, all right, I'm in, I'm in. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. um, definitely more uh, cautiously optimistic after the trailer, but I think it's still going to be good and I'm excited. Nice. I'll be there. I'm pretty sure me and Jeremy will be able to see it before you. So we'll be able to tell you what it's like. Oh, okay, cool. Or you can drive down and see it with us. Well, not now. Not if you're going to be a dick. Anyways, Jeremy, what's your number three? <laughs> Listen, motherfucker, you didn't come down and visit either of us for Christmas, okay? Okay. You promised. <laughs> Here's this thing that I'm going through called a divorce. Um, you know. We're going to get personal. <laughs> here, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what's your number three? Oh, number three. Uh, it's funny. Um, number three is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that word divorce. Oh, I divorce. like that word. Uh, number three is Infinity Pool for me. I know. I yeah. know. I need to see Possessor. I know. I know. I wasn't going to bring yes, it up. Yes, you were. I know. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Infinity Pool looks fucking insane. Um, like that trailer, all of the imagery in it is just like, what is that? Like that looks. Nightmare fuel. I was bro. about to say it, it literally looks like a nightmare. Um, which is the embodiment of why I love horror movies. Like, I, I want something that's going to push the envelope and be visually terrifying, and that trailer very much hits those things. Uh, the plot is James and M. Foster enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Ooh. Latolka when a fatal accident exposes the res- resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Like... That is a lot. 
that's a lot. And judging by the trailer, it seems like those characters are going to go through a lot. Um, You guys know I like a good slow burn, fucked up crazy horror film, and I feel like that's what this is going to be. So um, I'm going to watch Possessor in the next two weeks. That's a goal of mine. Um, You know, I promise you, Brady, I'll watch it too. Yeah. It's literally on my list, on my TV. I mean, I'm just saying with a new Brandon Cronenberg movie coming out, we could do one of his other movies. So, dude. Mia Goth is in this. Yes. And I, yes. I got to tell you, man, like from the, the two X movies that we've gotten so far um, and then seeing her in this trailer and, and seeing her acting, man, um, I love it. And it's like it's weird because we, we've already discussed Nicolas Cage on this this episode of this podcast. But I feel like there's some parallels there with Mia Goth's performances and also Nicholas Cage, how he portrays characters, how they just go all in on them. And uh, Mia Goth is just like at 110% in this trailer. Um, I'm here for it, man. And, and I'm really looking forward to this movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Pick, That's a fantastic pick. I cannot wait to see that. Dude, how I was actually bummed. Good. I was going to say, I was actually bummed that I, I didn't receive any information about us getting any kind of press invite for that one. That was one that I was. Oh, well, I'll really probably see it before you, so I'll let you know how it is. Um, no, you won't. I was you won't gonna, do shit. I was just going to say, it's really cool that like the Cronenberg family is like all out there doing their thing, making films. Mm-hmm. And, like, good films. Mm-hmm. So, kudos I don't know to you guys. about I don't know about David's last one, but I'll, I'll leave that alone. I didn't. I, I ended up watching it. I didn't like it. You were right. Okay. I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. So, obviously, that means that it's bad if I didn't like it. I was too busy uh, watching The Thing to see it, so. Oh, have you never seen that? Yeah, have you? Dude, what's that? Dude. What's the thing? Hear me the out. Thing from outer hear, space? hear me out. Hear me out. It takes place at a research facility in Antarctica. No way. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you guys just got to check it out, man. I don't want to spoil it. It's it's really just good, man. Tell, there's no, like, no animals get hurt in it, right? Dude, you're not going to fucking believe this. The movie starts with a helicopter that's shooting at a dog. No, I don't like that. I don't, oh. I can't do that. I can't do it when they're hurting the As dogs. long as the dog ends up. I don't want to spoil okay. too much, but it's fucking aliens, bro. It's Whoa. aliens? Yeah, it's aliens. Like Sigourney okay. Weaver? <laughs> <laughs> Is the xenomorph in it? Or? Uh, kind of. Do you remember that dude who was like, would you rather fight a xenomorph or a predator? Oh, the guy in line at Mahoney <laughs> yeah. Drive-In Theater when we were standing there. And you abandoned me? Yeah. Who were we waiting to meet? Was it Felissa Rose? It was Felissa. Yeah, because she kept. Yeah. it took forever because she kept taking shots with people. Felicica. Felicica. <laughs> what did he, he asked something like, who would you want to, who would you win in a fight? I'm glad that those, you rather I'm fight? glad that those conversations didn't end at the lunch table in elementary school. Like, I'm glad that someone is still having those talks. They're like, no, real talk, dog. This dude yeah, is a that dude, killer. That dude just totally disappeared, though, as soon as he asked those questions. We turned around, we didn't see him again the whole weekend. He went to kill someone, yeah. He, I'm sure I he mean, did. he was there to find out who would you rather fight, and once he found out, he was like, well, it's time to go home. Yeah, he's like, mm, all right, I don't need to be here anymore. They're not showing it? Cool. Justin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure three? I told that guy about the podcast. He's probably listening like, you guys are still talking about like, me. Well, I got I inside your fucking heads. He's like, I know where one of you is. So Yins is at. <laughs> Did he, come, he came from like the Burning Man or some shit. Yeah, he had know. just gotten back from Burning Man. And he's like, you ever been to Burning Man? And I was like, can't say I have. And he's like, it's nothing like it, man. And I was like, he was like, what's going on here? I said, what do you mean what's going on here? It's Camp Blood. It's sold out. And he was like, <laughs> oh, I just walked in. I was like, oh my God. 
He just walked in through the fucking woods. Yeah. Did you say bur- did, did you just say Burning Man? Yeah. Is that like your crotch right now, Brady? Burning yeah, Man? pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. My number three. Already mentioned. But Scream. Scream 6. Scrum. Scrum. I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said already? I mean, this looks, the premise alone looks brilliant. We're finally taking it out of Woodsboro again, which I've always enjoyed when they've done that. I mean, in part two, we were at college. Part three, we're in Hollywood. It, it just gives a different setting. And I feel like as much as I enjoyed it being in Woodsboro again in part five, some of it didn't feel as genuine. It didn't feel as much like Woodsboro as it, it did in the first movie. Um, and it just, you know, really excited to see what this new core group of characters is going to do. Um, I really love Jenna Ortega. She's really fucking knocking it out of the park with everything since this. And I'm really excited to see where she's going to go as a character. I will hate them to death if they Randy her and kill her off in like the fucking opening scene or something. Um, to me, she's like just the most compelling and interesting new character that we've gotten so far. And her performances are just outstanding. But anything can happen in a screen movie. And I'm just really fucking excited to see what they're going to do, where they're going to take it. It just it, I mean, there's that still that got released of, you know, Ghostface holding a shotgun. I don't know if that's another image of misdirection like when we saw the image of the you know Ghostface with the flamethrower yeah. or it could be but everything I've seen from it so far even the teaser poster and the in the teaser itself was extremely clever to the point like we don't need much more than that we know what Scream is just you know go for the throat and get it over with so mm-hmm. it's super fucking excited for this it's Scream 6 as my number 3 well number 2 for me is one that also was supposed to come out last year. And here's the thing. If this movie does not fucking come out this year, I am going to scream. Like I just heard it's terrible, Brady, and they're never releasing it. Salem's Lot. If that <laughs> movie does not fucking come out this year, and if they say, yeah, we're just going to shelve it, I am going to quit this podcast. It just makes you think that they're not confident in it at all. Well, that's what... We do have uh, one of our listeners in the our official fan group on Facebook, Ryan Anderson, who went to a test screening of the movie a few months back and actually commented on one of the articles that Brady posted, Mm -hmm. said that he saw it and that it needed a lot of work. So they're probably just working. Hopefully he didn't recutting. Hopefully he didn't sign an uh, an NDA. and You just put his whole name in it. (laughs) You're like this specific person said this about it. Listen, he said it on the Internet. So if he said it on the Internet, that's public. Anyone can see that. So I'm just all I can think it. of is like the FBI and everybody or like the, the, the studios like Mr. Anderson. Listen, Brady, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about this movie. So ain't no one going after anyone for talking I, dude, about I want to see this movie. I bet you Corey no, wants I do, to see I, it. I, 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 I do want to see it. What I'm saying hey, man, is Corey. other other than be ratty now, here, huh? the level of hype I'm saying there's very little for it. I'll get a tattoo on my back. Because there's been no of, trailer. I mean, it's hard to get there's, hype well, there's been, when there's no trailer. And it's been delayed a bunch yeah, of times. Sure. So yes, that, that's my point. Yeah. I mean, when a trailer comes out and there's an official teaser poster and all that stuff and people start talking about it, yes, I'm sure there will be hype for it, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying as of right now, hopefully they don't leave it dead in the water because the longer they wait, the less interest there's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, that's like, a, isn't there a Children of the Corn movie that got shot years ago that they've yet to release? Uh, probably. I, yeah. I, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, movie, yeah. There's a movie that I was going to include in my top five. It's in my honorable mentions. That's been done. 
It was supposed to be released last year as well, and the and the year before, and it still hasn't been released yet. Yeah. So it's yeah, shit happens. So number two, Salem's Lot. I'm keeping my fingers crossed it comes out this year. I mean, the cast looks great. Like I really like Lewis Pullman. Yeah, and I think that he's had a really good run of stuff lately. He was in Outer Range, that Josh Brolin Amazon show, which is like a sci-fi Yellowstone. He was in Top Gun Maverick. Um, he was in The Stranger's Prey at Night. Uh, there's something else he was in that I forgot recently. Anyways, he's, I just think he's been showing his chops and I'm excited for him to be Ben Mears, the lead character. And Salem's Lot is such a terrifying story to me. Like that's one that I read, um, you know, even as an adult and it's still just scary. So I hope that they can capture that because they said they're going to stick closer to the book than, you know, the beloved miniseries did. I like both miniseries. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, the Rob Lowe one from like 2004, you know, is definitely the weaker to me personally because I don't like that like weird filter they had on it, and I don't like like the that grimy one. like trailer trash version. Yeah, like I just it it didn't do it for me. It was it was of its time though for sure. Oh yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. So number two, Salem's Lot, Jeremy. Uh, Cocaine Bear, big time, mm. big time Cocaine Bear. I saw the trailer for this, and immediately it was the guy that uh does the IKEA spoof videos. He's like. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't remember any of his fucking things that he said, but he's funny as shit. And he's like, I don't fucking want to be here. He's like, oh yeah, you think I want 10 more? Are you running around this store? It's like this comedian that he like pretends like he works for Ikea or I guess he used to. And he does this filter like he's in Ikea. It's funny as shit. Um, so immediately watching this trailer for the first time, he's like the first thing you see. And I'm like, is that the Ikea comedian guy? <laughs> like, is that him? And I, I pushed pause on the trailer and like looked it up. I was like, I, is it him? Yes, it's him. He's the f- no, he's shit. the fucking first person you see in that trailer. And I was like, literally, I pushed pause and was like, IKEA comedian, cocaine bear, and was like, yes, it's the scrawny white yes, kid. Yes, dude. Okay. Yes, he plays one of the police officers in the very like the like the very beginning of the trailer. Um. So all of a sudden you see it, and I'm like, okay. So as I'm watching this trailer, it progressively just gets crazier and wonkier and crazier and wonkier and like I said about Psycho Goreman and movies like that I'm like you know what I either want a dead ass dark serious scary movie or I want you to give me something that is so fucking insane that I'm gonna have the best time with it and laugh my ass off and be entertained and that's what this movie is man it's a an oddball group of cops criminals tourists and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Dude, this movie, it looks like... Yeah, I the remember ba- the last time I unintentionally ingested <laughs> cocaine. So this this movie looks like... The bear is like the Terminator, and it will not stop. It cannot be reasoned with because it's insanely... It absolutely will not stop until you are dead. Yeah, I mean, it, it's on a bunch of drugs, and he's just like... There's funny parts in the trailer. There's some brutal looking parts in the trailer. It's obviously, it's very tongue in cheek. And again, the filmmakers knew exactly what kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, the film filmmakers go and out to make one kind of movie and then they incidentally create another kind of movie. And there's other times where movies like this are made where it's like, oh no, no, we know exactly what the fuck this is. And man, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, I'm not a fan of Elizabeth Banks because... I, I know a lot of people that have had interactions with her, and I know she's not a nice person. So, like, it's hard for me to be like, oh, fuck yeah, Elizabeth Banks. 
But you're not talking about people that wanted autographs from her, are you? Um, just people in general, like fans that have like I've read. Okay. I've read in I've read in forums like people that like have run into her places and like she's much like an Edward Norton. She's just an asshole. Like leave me the fuck alone. I don't want anything. Like don't fucking talk to me. You're not allowed to talk to me. I'm Elizabeth Ed- Banks. Don't talk to Edward me. Edward Norton's an asshole. Oh, dude. I mean, I can kind of see that. Oh, dude. Just he he's notorious. He's notorious. Like. He's one of those people that it's like you have a better chance of going up to a red box in a grocery store and Jesus Christ stepping out of it to give you a high five than you do of Edward Norton signing an autograph or taking a picture with you. Like Oh jeez. Dick level status. Um so yeah, so like it's it's hard for me to be like, Oh fuck yeah, I lose the banks. But I mean she's done some cool things. Uh she was a shitty Rita Repulsa. So fuck you, Elizabeth Banks. But I'm looking forward to Cocaine Bear Damn. for sure. <laughs> I thought, dude, honestly, we were just I thought she was. The, I thought she was the best thing. No, about no, that, she dude. was. She was all right. <laughs> Serena Repulsa. I'm just fucking. I'm hating, dude. I, I'm not a. I'll I'm not say a fan this much though. I hate you though. right back, Elizabeth Banks, because you don't like me neither. <laughs> she's fucking great in Slither, and I think she's hot as fuck as Rita Repulsa. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Cocaine Bear is my number two. And I, lo- I loved her two. as uh, Betty in Spider-Man. Sorry, go ahead. She's in the movie for like two seconds. That's in all each I needed. One of her scenes. She is. She's so cute in those movies. I yeah. wish that she would. They would have given her more to do. But yes, my number two already been mentioned. Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> I for one thought the trailer was fucking awesome. The poster, however, shit. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, you and I had talked about this and you weren't the only one. Um, it was like days after you and I were talking about this on Twitter. There was this very large thread of people that were like, dude, it's the same poster as smile. It's the same face. And people were getting confused by it. And yes, it literally looks like, like the same. Literally. Face. It's not, but it, it looks it like looks the identical. same image. It looks identical yeah. to where I was like, dude. The studio literally took that poster and painted over it, like photoshopped over it. Like, holy shit. It looks the fucking same. I like the concept in terms of like a poster. I think that like filling the entire poster, the mom with the hands around the kids heads. It is creepy. Uh, I I guess if Smile hadn't have come out and that image being I, I would dare say so memorable and iconic for last year because when you looked anywhere you just saw that smile that girl smiling from the opening scene it was just implanted into your brain so it's just kind of strange but it looks like you know the mom character in this movie is doing the evil smiling a lot and i know you had said when we were in the group chat you're like i'm sick of that shit dude i'm hollywood like hollywood now like it's funny because like when something catches on studios go, well, we can do that. I mean, look at the the slasher heyday when Friday the 13th came out. Every studio was like, well, we can do that. And, and God bless them for it, honestly, for that instance. Thank God yeah, for that. for that instance. But, you know, then all of a sudden the, the remake train happened in the early 2000s and every property was being remade and most of them were awful. We got a couple gems out of it, but most of them were awful. Well, now we're at a point where Hollywood is like, you know what? You know what's fucking creepy? Smiles. So mm-hmm. now we're just going to everything that smiles we're going to make that scary. You know what? I mean they're they're not they're not wrong though. I, don't know, I mean man. I've always like, found smiling a little bit spooky. Cut that shit out. Cut that shit out. And then like so here's here's my little beef is like look at the 
look at the Deadites and Evil. That was something I wanted to. Yeah, bring up for look sure. look at the Deadites and Evil Dead one through three, and look look at the Deadites on Ash vs Evil Dead, and then look at the Deadites in the trailer for this. It looks like everything we've fucking seen before. We're gonna put some red contact lenses and. Make the skin pale, pale white, white with veins. Cracked. Like, come yeah. the fuck on, man. Do better. Why? I was hoping, you know, that was one thing. I was I was hoping for something a little bit more cartoonish. But at the same time, I understand that tonally, you know, this is definitely a shift from Ash versus Evil Dead, where that was straight up comedy horror again. Yeah. It really stuck its, you know, its feet into that world. Where here they're definitely trying to do a sharper, more serious and sinister version, which is fine. I mean, if you look at the first Evil Dead, that's -hmm. what that movie was supposed to be. And if you look at the remake, which I, Fede Alvarez's movie, I adore the remake. I don't consider it a remake. I'll throw that out there every single time. I know you don't, but I'm just, for consistency's sake, I mean, it it could be, like you said before, the car is there and it could be in the same world. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you look um, at Scream 2022, okay, it's it's called Scream, but it is it is a sequel. Um, that's kind of how. Yeah, but I'm, Evil I, Dead I, I know what you mean, but I would have to ask, you know, Fide Alvarez and the writing team and the produ- like if they actually int- intentionally made it that way, or I just know that when it came out, we were all calling it the remake. But my point is that one also attempted to plant its feet in a more serious, sinister tone, and so I'm I'm here for it. I'm. I think that the parallels with it being a lot of similarities with this and Demons 2, I mean, mm. they're they're obvious. Also, Poltergeist 3, I mean, being in a high-rise apartment, very interesting setting in comparison to almost all of the other shit always taking place in a cabin. So I'm here for it. It looks fantastic to me. I hope it's not too generic. I was hoping for a little bit more creativity when it comes to the Deadite design, but... We'll see. We'll see what the movie has in store. I can't yeah. fucking wait for it. So that's my number two, Evil Dead Rise. And Brady, we are down to you. We're here, baby. Is number fucking one. Is it any surprise who my number one's going to be? I don't even know. I have no clue. Yeah, I, I actually don't either. <clears throat> Scream 6. No idea. Oh, yep. Yeah. You actually think I've been paying attention to your list here, Brady? Well, I thought you cared about me, but I guess, you know, that's cool. I stopped caring about what you and you didn't come here for Christmas. Oh, my God. There- there are some I'll hurt feelings that. here. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll so. never forgive you. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, all right. Um, let's, let's I hope your balls this. etch till the end of time. Let's reel bitch. it in. I just want to go on the podcast to say that I don't have an STD, okay? So, oh, okay, okay. That's like the third comment did, about my did balls tonight. Even br- right, did anyone right. even you, bring you, that you up? You guys did. I just need to go out there and say oh. the B ratty is clean. I, okay? we, I we, never we, said we STD. I'll put the test in the group. I'll post my test in the group. Anyways. Uh, For screen- anyone that wants to, never mind. I'm not going to go there. All right, Brady. <laughs> you tell our listeners and myself and Jeremy why Scream 6 is your number one, baby. I just ran out of options. No. Um, Scream <laughs> is such a, a huge, important franchise to me. Uh, I've gone on this podcast, the Scream podcast with Ryan C. Showers, and, and talked about it at length. And I just... I'll never not be excited for these movies. Um, Jeremy, I know you didn't like five. Um, I did enjoy it a lot and it got me excited for where the franchise is going to go forward. A little anxious not having Nev in there because I do think that she is a very, very important part of the Scream franchise. A big reason why I loved it so much. Uh, But I'm excited to see how they approach it. Um, And then that teaser trailer was just phenomenal. Like it just gets you in 
the zone. Like it reminded me of Scream 2, the theater scene where there's all these ghost faces around and you don't know who's who. Uh, and the all the actors are back. They look terrified. It's just, it's going to be a great time. Um, yeah, so Scream 6 is my most anticipated film of next year. Um, do you want you me to go this through year? this, this year? year you yeah, mean? Sorry, we're right here. Um, do you want me to go through honorable mentions now? Or nope. No, wait? we'll do honorable mentions okay. after. All right, so yeah, nope. that's, that's number one. Nope. nope. I was cooking a biscuit. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. I'm the Tulsa King, the King of Tulsa. No, you don't know how many times I say that at work. Keep now punching. And I go, I go. In the words of Sylvester Stallone, nope, nope. <laughs> and they just look at me. They're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I went down to the kitchen to get a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> My number one is... Number one! Fuck yeah, it's Evil Dead Rise, man. Like, even though I'm not pumped up about how the Deadites look and the Deadite design, um, I feel like they could have done better. However, I love that franchise. Like, literally, it is the one franchise that I can think of off the top of my head that has not failed me yet. You know, every franchise has a stinker, right? You know, there's... Seed of Chucky, you know, you can you can pitch pick which uh, Texas Chainsaw you want to choose in there. <laughs> Quite a few of them, you know, people are like, "Fuck that one." I'm like, I actually like that one, but uh, you know, it's always been a mixed bag. There's Freddy's Dead. There's Jason Goes to Hell. Um, there's Halloween Ends. You know what I mean? Like, there there's stinkers in every franchise. Very true. Uh, Evil Dead has not ever done me wrong, man. Like, I love Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead 2. I love Army of Darkness. Okay, and I love Ash versus Evil Dead. And I love Evil Dead 2013. Like, I think that they're all great. And what I, the reason that I think that they're all great is they all kind of do different things compared to the ones that came before them. And I feel like that's kind of, they, they play with some similar themes, but they do something different to where it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like this, but now they're doing this instead. And I think that's, that's kind of what's kept the franchise fresh and pushing it forward this time is them changing the complete setting that the story is taking place in, man. That's that's something that we haven't gotten very much. Like, you got to, you know, of course, in Army of Darkness, you know, went into medieval, medieval times, you weren't in the woods, and then, you know, in the show, they went off the rails in different places. But this is the first, like, straight-up Evil Dead movie that's not taking place in the woods. And... Of course, like like mentioned, straight up Demons 2 vibes, which I mm-hmm. fucking, dude, Demons is in my top five favorite movies of all time, and I really love Demons 2 as well. Demons 2 is a blast. Oh, dude. it's fucking so much fun, dude. This looks like that, except for just like extremely violent and played very straight. Um, I can't wait for this movie, man. Uh, this is one that was supposed to go streaming. And they did test screenings, and the test screenings were so through the roof that the studio was like, you know what? I don't think this is good for streaming. Like, I think we really have a hit here. So they they did more test screenings, and the ratings were through the roof, and thank God, because now this is a full-on theatrical film, which is exactly... I'm so thankful. Dude, same. Oh, man. Same. This is exactly what Evil Dead needs. Like, I want to see an Evil Dead movie in the theater, right? 
Like, I don't want to see Evil Dead movie in my house for the first time. Like, it's so fucking boring, man. Well, honestly, in, 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 in retrospect, it shocks me in some ways that they were even remotely thinking about releasing it straight to streaming when, you know, the 2013 movie made money. Yeah. It's a profitable franchise, so it didn't make any sense to me. I, I think the studio was, was looking to move into how things are working in the future of cinema. You know, like you've right. got movies like Prey that did so well, and that was a streaming role. Another one that should have went to 100%, fucking 100%, but it did really well with streaming, and there's been movies that have come out that have slayed with streaming, so I understand Hollywood being like, you know what? You know, this is an industry that we have to be adaptable, and it's time to adapt, and we're going to make these movies streaming, and then these will go theatrical, but sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you get a movie like Prey that it's like, dude, that should have absolutely been theatrical. Um... I yeah. get why Prey in particular wasn't because, you know, the diminishing returns from some of the sequels. I get it. I agree. I agree. And But someone that works at a movie theater, you know, it, it, it's it's entirely possible to have both. Like, do do the, like we've talked about it before, and I, I'll keep mentioning it. Do a limited release then. Mm-hmm. Do like the special one night, like what Fathom, fuck Fathom Events, but like what Fathom Events does, where they'll release it for a weekend. Hashtag, and then people hashtag can fuck Fathom. Fuck Fathoms, fuck Elizabeth Banks. Let's go. Damn. Okay. Fuck, okay, fuck Evil Dead 2. Uh, uh, yeah, let's keep it going. About know? a biscuit <laughs> on top of a triscuit. Keep punching. <laughs> keep punching. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Evil Dead uh, Evil Dead Rise is my number one. Of course it is, man. It's it's one of my all-time favorite franchises. Um, I love Sam Raimi. He's making some appearances coming up, man. He's he's doing a shit ton of appearances, dude. He's coming to he's coming to Philly. Justin, are you going? I, I know. I, I I would love to go. Um, you know that I had a photo op purchased yep. to meet him and get a photo with him right when COVID hit. Damn, and of course, COVID virus. It literally just canceled the convention in and the world. We got our money back, and mm. I was super excited about that because I think honestly. You have a lot of pictures with a lot of people, um, but probably in my top five favorite pictures of you with anyone that we all care about and love, your picture with Raimi is one of my favorites. Oh, thanks, man. For sure. Thanks. He touched my hand but in that picture. Not because of you, because of Raimi. All right. I mean, that's fair. I, no, I know it's a great, clear about that. Brady, I'm actually, I'm being serious here. I, I it's Brady, go, go itch your balls or something. Brady, don't you? I have been this whole time. Don't you understand what he's trying to convey? <laughs> oh poor brady but moving along here to my number fucking one that no one's mentioned but after last year which was the year of ty west Mm. x and pearl both masterpieces in my viewpoint maxine the third entry in ty west slasher trilogy that started with x continued with pearl and now we have Mia Goth once again mm-hmm. after the events of X, the sole survivor, continuing her journey of fame and trying to make it as an actress in the 1980s in Los Angeles. What better fucking place and time period? It's literally, like Jeremy said earlier for him, this is like tailor-made for me. And I'm guaranteeing you this is going to have some dress-to-kill body double Brian De Palma vibes. I, knowing Ty West, knowing what he did with the last two movies and his influences, I guarantee we're going to get some of that neo-noir thriller mixed with 
giallo slasher. It's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait to see the first set picks of this thing. The 80s is absolutely my favorite everything. My favorite decade for movies, music, every fashion, everything. So I'm super excited. And just Mia Goth bringing her A-game. She's a powerhouse and one of the best actors working not just in the horror genre, but in general right now. So I just can't wait to see what she's going to do with this movie. Uh, it just looks fantastic. And and one of our friends, Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, that's been on the show before, talked a little bit about that movie with us behind the scenes. We know some secrets about the movie. We know some secrets. Yeah. And it sounds absolutely fantastic. Can't wait for I it. Know I a had secret. to put it in my number one. <laughs> so that that right there is it, our top five most anticipated horror movies of 2023. I'm sure you guys have a couple of honorable mentions. I myself have a few, but I'll throw it right back to you, Brady, in case you had anything you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I mean, one that almost made the list was Infinity Pool, because that one, like, I'm really excited for that one, but like I said, it just narrowing it down to five was very tough. Um, so Infinity Pool is up there. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, is something that I'm very interested to see because it just looks so grotesque and awful that like that just scares me alone. Uh, the Nun Two is supposed to come out. You know, I'm I didn't really like the last Nun movie, Justin. I know you didn't either, Jeremy. I don't know how you felt about it. Um, oh, dude, yeah, no, I I I enjoyed it. It was like a straight up like Hammer horror film, which I hmm. I, I found really cool. Well, cool. Uh, I The Exorcist is supposed to be coming out this year. Um, and I think I'm more interested in seeing that because I want to see how badly David Gordon Green can fuck up another. How bad of a fucking job. Here, yeah. Here's what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm calling it now. F- I'm calling it now. The first one is going to be pretty good, right? Yep, that's what I'm I was going to say. I'm calling it now. The next two, because like, dude, here's the thing. If you don't have a great three-story, you know, arc that you're, that you're mm-hmm. trying to tell, like, don't tell three stories that you have to force feed two and three, right? Just tell right. one story, and then that's yep. it. Like, had uh, David Gordon Green just made Halloween 2018 and then did a mic drop, fans would be fucking loving him. Halloween fans would be pretty fucking satisfied as, like, Halloween 2018 being one of the best in the series because Very it true. was, dude. It really, it really was. Um, it was really well made, really uh, well done, well acted. Uh, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis literally brought tears to my eyes with her performance as Laurie Strode in Halloween 2018. It was an emotional movie. And it's so obvious that it's so obvious that <laughs> that Danny McBride and David Gordon Green did not have stories for a second and third act. They were just like, well, fuck it, we're getting paid. And they just threw shit at the wall to see what, what would fucking stick. So I'm calling it. Exorcist is going to be pretty good. To where we're going to be like, damn, that was a really great Exorcist movie. And then two and three, it's going to be like, well, he did it again. He fucked it up. Fucked it up. Like, that's what's going to fucking happen. Yeah. But those are mine. Uh, there's another movie coming out, Cuckoo. There's not a lot about it. I don't know if you guys came across this, dude, but the, I did, yeah. the I, poster I, for it or the still looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, dude, I tried to find a trailer for that, and I was like, is that Cuckoo? Like Kaka. Kaka? I thought it was Kako. I was like, I thought that shit said cuckold at first. I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, that was a different. That was a different link I sent you. Okay. Um. Anyways, what are your? Um. I. 
both of, of mine that I was going to put on this list, but I was like, oh, shit, they're out. Um, one is Candyland, like I was saying. Uh, it was about, like, this religious cult that's after, like, these, like, sex workers at a truck stop, which I'm like, that's Ooh. fucking pretty rad. You know, you guys know that I love some religious some religious cult horror movies. I've mentioned that a few times on the show. <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm like, you know what I like? Religious cult horror movies. Uh, when I go to the gas station, they're like, uh, can I get anything else for you? I'm like, I just want to let you know I like religious cult horror movies. And they're like, <laughs> okay, thank you. And I'm like, no, it's no problem. See you later. Have a good day. Um, so just thought you should know. Yeah, just thought you should know. Um, so Candyland was, was one of them, uh, not to be confused with the board game Candyland. Uh, the other one is there's something wrong with the children that just came out recently too. Uh, you know, I, I'm all about some evil kid movies, you know. Um, over the pandemic, uh, two of my buddies made me watch what I I feel is the most evil of children movies, which is called Mikey. Have you guys fucking seen that? The kid from... Dude, it's the kid from Blank Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mimi Craven. No way. Yeah, the, You're starting to get me really dude, fucking excited. The kid right from now. Blank Check. It's got Mimi Craven, Wes Craven's uh, ex-wife, okay? Uh, not ex-wife because he died. I think they got divorced when he was alive. Um, um, it also has Ashley Lawrence in it. It's called Mikey. And it's like, he's just an evil kid doing evil kid fucked up shit. And I watched it and the whole time I kept going, oh my fucking God. Cause you watch a movie like the good son and they do it. Co- I was just going to say, is it a rip off? No, of the good no. Son? Cause like the, the good son, they like, they have taste with it a little bit. They're like, you know, we're going to do this off camera. This is going to be implied dude in Mikey. Like, it's all on camera. Like, he's doing the most Splatter. fucked up shit. And the ending, I'm like, this movie was evil. It was such, dude, such a mean-spirited movie that I was blown the fuck away. Like, yo, why aren't people talking about this? This is the most mean-spirited kid killing. When did this come out? It was, was like it before or after Blank Check? Uh, dude, it was like early 90s, man. 92. Okay, so before. There you okay. go. Dude, but yeah, it's like. You know, you could do a double feature. You're like, watch this kid become filthy rich. And then now in the next film, watch this kid kill his parents. <laughs> like, Bruh, I'm a huge fan of Blank Check. Uh, you have to watch this movie because it's so fucked up that like literally as you're watching, you're going to be like, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they went for it. But they did. Dude, they he's do. got a neck tattoo now. As he should. He, had, he got a blank check. Do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. <laughs> what else did you do with a blank check, Brady? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. He went thug life. He was like, bro, there's a whole movie of me killing adults when I was a kid. So I grew up and I was like, I just need a neck tattoo. I would 100% pay to get a photo op with him if he put his hat backwards, some sunglasses on. We could sit there, call him Mr. Macintosh and shit. Dude. Like, bro, you still got that slide out the back of your house into that pool? I would absolutely get him to sign a Mikey poster because, again, like, I'm, I'm, it's been a couple years and I'm still like, I can't believe how fucked up that movie was. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy just made a recommendation on the show this evening, so let us know if you're going to check it out. But my honorable mentions, I'm pretty sure this movie was on not just last year's most anticipated, but the years before. It's called Dark Harvest, Mm -hmm. directed by David Slade, Hard Candy, 30 Days a Night. You guys don't remember me talking about it, taking place in 1963 on Halloween. Supposed to be like a gateway horror movie. Yeah, I remember talking it's about it. It's R rated and it was never came too. out again. So there's that one. Of course, I had Infinity Pool on here, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. 
and I, you know, some horror adjacent stuff that I wanted to put on here, like Ghostbusters Five. It hasn't yeah. started shooting yet. Had it started shooting because it's it's set for a December twentieth release date of this year. We'll see if it actually comes out or not. Um, also, a movie that's it, it, I would guarantee it's more sci-fi thriller than horror. But dude, sixty-five, Jeremy, you and I were talking about it a little bit oh, with Adam Driver. Dude. Yeah, it, that looks good. It, dude, you know, by the, from the writers of A Quiet Place, which you know, the Quiet Place movies are sci-fi thriller horror. I want to see this shit, movie whatever. so bad, dude. It looks fucking awesome. It, it it's finally like okay, you know. I love the Jurassic franchise, but the last few of them have been what they are. And I've always said, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always said, you know, like, dude, look what they did with Carnosaur. You know, like, make more dinosaur movies. Just because the Jurassic franchise exists doesn't mean other, you know, directors can't make dinosaur movies. And this looks like the kind that I'd want to see. It's a survival horror movie with fucking dinosaurs and dude it's adam driver one of the the greatest actors of his generation i just absolutely love him and everything he does so yeah i'm here for it i mean he, but, you he know, looks again, like one of the that. weasels from uh fucking who framed roger rabbit but i mean oh my god he's Listen, a great actor have you have you seen him in that cologne ad with his ripped abs and shit no damn good for him okay and then he gained a bunch of weight for what the fuck was it that i watched armageddon time yeah he got like really fat for that nice. so Fuck yeah. Yeah. There it is. And he's ripped again. So. There it is. Kylo Ren. Who's also still better than Darth Vader. Boom. Kylo wow. Ren. We are just we are just fucking with everyone tonight, huh? No. Yeah. Kylo Ren. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. So so much for listening to our top five most anticipated horror movies of twenty twenty three. Let us know what you're most anticipating for the year in horror in the comment section of this post. If you like what you're hearing, if you love what you're hearing, if you fucking hate us and want us to shut the fuck up, especially Brady. Or especially my singing. (laughs) (laughs) Especially Someone's like, shut the fuck up with the singing already! Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. It's even easier. You just have to drop some stars. And if you're not already following us on social media, you can follow us at Epic Film Guys. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're all over the place. And Jeremy also, he posts shit on your personal page and stuff. Yeah. But you don't want to give that shit out usually. No, fuck yeah. Yeah, he posts lots of autographs. I have his address right here. And, uh, bro, okay, you really want our listeners to hate <sighs> you, don't you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks for listening again, and until next time, I'm Justin. Hey. I am Yeremi. Jeremias. Jeremias Consuela. And as always, we'd like to ask you to keep it creepy. Creepy. Brady sucks. <laughs>